guys. Which is how anything popular on the internet, it's like legally it has to start that way. Hey, podcasting's not a great way to meet women. You were right. It's not like a thought. <laughs> what is that? It sounds like James Vanderbeek from Varsity Blues is what we're impersonating. You know, if this sportscast had an actual budget, we could just play the scene from the movie Tombstone instead of badly impersonating it over and over. This is the Yearbook Sportscast. Thank you for listening. Welcome to the best day out of all 486 days in the year, May 22nd. May 22nd, land of recent NBA player Chase Buttinger and actress Molly Ephraim from The Front Runner and actress Ann Cusack from Better Call Saul and, well, everything. And actually, we have some new entrants this year, new people. This is very exciting, even though the sad thing is that was off the cuff. But even though that sounded like I was reading that off of the world's biggest cue card with the big font. No, this really is exciting. This is cool. We have new people. Hey, House of Cards people. It's Michael Kelly's birthday today. House of Cards. Doug Stamper. It's Doug Stamper's birthday today. And Westworld people. You know who you are. It's Tao Okamoto's birthday today. And is there anything better? Well, she's not new. We've known about her. But is there anything better than being born in Honolulu on May 22nd? Happy birthday, Honolulu, from all of us at 522. And happy birthday, actress Maggie Q, who may actually be the the most dominant uh, May 22nd born person uh, on the planet today. Happy birthday, everyone. And thanks for listening. Seriously, Chase Buttinger was born all that time that Chase Buttinger was a was a star at the University of Arizona. The whole time he was an Arizona Wildcat getting all that attention. We had no idea he was uh, he was born on May 22nd. He, is that true? He seriously is? Or was it the 21st or the 23rd? Which it doesn't come close to counting. Thank God. I don't know if we can legally say God in a podcast. Thank God the Cincinnati Bengals did not change their uniforms. Like everyone else in the NFL did this offseason. For some reason, everyone, and I mean everyone, has been calling the team with the most radical NFL helmet, the Bengals, to change the uniforms. Aside from the Rams, the Bengals have the only helmet that's not a thing with a thing on it. It's not a thing with a logo on it. The helmets are basically a tiger's back well, with the orange and the big black stripes Yet that's the team that everyone is focusing on and says needs a change. Thank God they didn't change. Uh, Find us everywhere. I'm not sure how we got there, but the podcast is everywhere for some reason. Uh, Says in the yearbook at hotmail.com to contact us. I'm your host, Doug, and then there's everybody else. For the last time, college basketball is not going to die. For about the one millionth time, College basketball is going to die because of something the NBA did. This time, uh, one of the best non-pro players in the nation, Jalen Green, he probably did start a big trend by passing on college basketball to join the NBA's minor league, the G League, where he'll be paid 
half a million dollars. Again, as of now, players cannot go straight from high school to the NBA. It's forbidden, but he's going to go to the NBA's minor league. Uh, he's going to be paid reportedly half a million dollars. The G League's plans apparently include uh, kind of a special travel team and individualized coaching for top prospects. Uh, good for the NBA, uh, which is now not throwing kids to the wolves like the NBA does. Instead, at least the plan is, they're going to carefully train top players in the minor leagues so that talent doesn't get wasted and wash out. Uh, maybe pretty soon, maybe very soon, things are going to change radically again when the NBA, and it seems inevitable, when the NBA allows high schoolers to, again, jump straight to the league. The point here is that college basketball has always been filled with future NBA players, and March Madness was a showcase for future NBA players, and now neither of those things will be true. But this really comes down to one thing. Do you like college basketball? Or do you only like college basketball when it's played by the absolute fastest and absolute best players in the world? In other words, without Jalen Green suiting up for Oregon or USC, you're not ever going to watch Oregon or USC. If this is the case... You are not a college basketball fan. Now, sure, there is a direct effect on college basketball. Having already household names play in college drives up interest. It drives up ratings. That part is especially key. And college basketball ratings, yes, ratings especially could dive without any games involving, say, a Zion Williamson. But even without one-and-done players, UCLA fans are still going to love UCLA. Uh, Kentucky will continue to worship college basketball, the state and the school, and so will North Carolina and Arizona, which apparently is today's unintentional theme. Every time the podcast goes off on its own unintentional theme all by itself, today's apparently is Arizona. Uh, Arch Madness. Arch Madness. The Missouri Valley Conference's postseason basketball tournament does not have hardcore fans because of the next NBA Rookie of the Year. That guy almost never plays at one of those schools, but Arch Madness is still Arch Madness. This season, uh, Dayton became the unwilling poster subject for all this nonsense. The Flyers' star player, Obi Toppin, might be the best player in all of college basketball, but he appears to be a big-time long shot to be anywhere close to the number one overall NBA pick. This is the best college basketball has to offer? Yes! And it was great. He was great. Dayton was great. And Dayton fans are always on board with the Flyers, whether no one will be playing in the NBA or one guy maybe might be perhaps one of the better first-round players in the NBA but not close to a number one pick. Nextly, college basketball has not had all the world's best talent for a very long time now. LeBron James did not come close to playing in college. Neither did the late Kobe Bryant. And his dad, at the time, when Kobe Bryant was coming out of high school, his dad was coaching at a major Division I school. Tony Parker called. Manu Ginobili called. Those high schoolers who keep making news playing overseas instead of at U.S. colleges called. And it's true. There could soon be a mass exodus of talent that's just going to blow right past college. They're not even going to go to college, but there will always always, 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 always be players overlooked by the NBA who mature and grow in college and then play in the NBA. 
All those Murray State guys who've played in the NBA called Obi Toppin called. Plus, the colleges are already sharpening their recruiting pitches. Uh, Arkansas's men's basketball coach, who has G League experience, he told SI.com, in college, you're playing in front of thousands upon thousands upon thousands of fans, while the G League plays to mostly very small crowds. Uh, in college, there's a media horde following your every move, while your G League team may literally have no one covering it, although we'll see if a team, one of the travel teams, happens to possess several big stars. Uh, the coach also pointed out, most importantly, what's often said about the minor leagues in every sport. In every minor league, everyone is just trying to get out. In the end, yes, players should have a second option that involves getting paid, and the NBA, good for them. They should take the time to develop a future talent pool. They're ahead of the curve. And players having options is never good news for colleges recruiting those players. But just stop with college basketball dying unless suddenly Indiana basketball fans forget Indiana basketball exists. May 22s or 522s, unite and enjoy. Happy birthday.